watching your one piece. We are! Hello, and welcome back to We Are Watching One Piece. It's me, I'm Jory. We're making our way through the whole cake. Not just a slice of it, but a whole... The whole one. thing! There's a, <laughs> an entire cake, in fact. An entire cake where I am sure... Everything will go according to everyone's plans on every end. Yes, everyone will come out on top. <laughs> no one's feelings will be hurt. I'm surprised that Sanji doesn't fully go into I could fix her mode with pudding. <laughs> he just gets sad when he learns the truth. Spoilers, this is the this is the chunk where he learns the truth. We're talking 811 to 818. He, he gets red-pilled. <laughs> red-pilled Sanji. <laughs> That's that's a terrifying phrase. That could go very poorly. <laughs> Absolutely, it could. <laughs> Hi, everybody. We're back with Whole Cake. As previously explained, there's a lot of combat in this chunk. I don't know if that means it's going to be a short episode or not, because I always think that, and I, I, I feel like whenever I think that, I'm wrong, but I really feel like a lot of this chunk is just uh, fighting happen. I think it's all good. And we already referenced a bit about the Sanji pudding stuff, but we left off last time with Sanji proposing to her and being like, look, we're going to make it happen. I'm going to marry you for real in an attempt to keep Luffy and my other friends safe from Big Mom. And yes, I'm sure his plan will go off without a hitch. So will Luffy's somehow to save him. If you all, The other part of that is when Luffy had the shit beat out of him by Sanji. He was like, I'm going to stay here in this field until you come back. We pick up with him doing just that and fighting just kind of everybody. <laughs> a lot of guys. It's a Musou game for Luffy. I This is this is a whole ass level in Pirate Warriors 4 is Luffy <laughs> in a field fighting guys. I played that level yesterday. I remember it being good. <laughs> you know, I'm far enough that I could go and play the last two levels or whatever of Wano, and I've just not done it. <laughs> I should, though. That game's really fun. I was doing a lot of the, uh, the, like, dream log or whatever it's called. Hmm, that's just really fun. Yeah, because, I mean, it's doing it all the category because he's fucking OP. Or one, it stands for One Piece, by the way, that's what it stands for. Not overpowered in this context. Anyways, he's fighting, Luffy's fighting long neck people here. <laughs> it's kind of, there's some weird shots of just, the only thing in the frame is their neck, and it just kind of goes below the, the shot, and I don't like it. But they have, like, spears or whatever. Nami helps a bunch uh, with the lightning that she can control from the thundercloud of, that Big Mom made with Zeus. But eventually she stopped because something wraps around her wrists, and I didn't look up what this person's power was, so I really don't know what it is. But someone's able to control something. I don't know if you had a guess, but... I'm clueless. <laughs> some sort of sticky, transparent thing becomes handcuffs, and the person who can control it can move it as well, because Nami is sort of brought down off of King Bomb to the, to the, the ground. Also then, King Bomb is slowly cut in half by a lady with a big hat who goes out of her way to cut as slow as possible so that it, it takes a very long time to die, which seems fucked up. It's it's not a good time here. No, no, <laughs> things are bad and getting worse. Uh, Mont Dor is, like, flying around on books. He We just cut to this. There's no setup. There's no him summoning books like a green goblin glider. We just cut to him <laughs> riding them. 
as if we should he know. Can fly now. He, they, they, he can fly now. They fly now. And then there's more of the cream man who I finally picked up. His name was Opera in these episodes. <laughs> we cut from this to some more fighting in the mirror world. I think this is the first time we see the man who's also a cannon. His name's Diesel. He can move very quickly because he can crank his own <laughs> body wheels. I guess he's just a not even like a cannon man, but a cannon on wheels man. <laughs> He's very similar to the uh, the train man from the filler arc. Yeah, I made up a guy for one specific task, <laughs> and he does it. Brulee makes some more duplicates of Carrot and Chopper, and they all kind of beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> and we cut away from that back to Luffy, who goes to fight Montdor, but falls inside of a book. And this is another fun sort of Alice in Wonderland power thing. Because he's, like, in some sort of... He's mentally in some book dimension, but we keep, like, cutting to him just standing next to nobody but getting smacked around still. And then yeah. also people will come smack him up IRL. and <laughs> It's really weird. It's interesting. I think it, it makes for some fun, uh, quick visuals. Um, much more interesting than the rest of the book power that we see. Well, I mean, I mean... Maybe not conceptually, because there's some fucked up shit conceptually <laughs> with the book powers. But I think this shit's cool. I wish he got to do more, because this it is so interesting. Visually, at least. But yeah, we, we go through it pretty quickly, and then eventually Luffy takes some really rough hockey punches from two guys who look like opera, but don't have cream on their face. <laughs> they, call the, they also call it like a cream punch, so I think they might be... All three this related, but then well, I mean they're all related, but they, I might I think they might all be like three from the same dad or whatever, but only one of them has the cream power. But eventually, Luffy takes like three of those combos and falls down for real. We then check on Sanji, who goes to Big Mom and is like, "I'm gonna marry your daughter. Will you let my friends go?" And she's like, <laughs> "Yeah, sure. I don't fucking care. No big deal." Which is a little facetious. She very quickly gets pissed off at Luffy again soon, but she is like, yeah, I mean, normally I would turn your body to bone for all the things that <laughs> Luffy did to me. But in this circumstance, putting getting married is the most important thing. So whatever. Uh, at this point, I already I don't even did you believe her in a way? I thought she was going to pull some bullshit like, well, not all of the crew is here or play a video transponder snail of him going, I am not your friend, you lowly pirate peasants, I'm a rich prince now. And be like, haha, I agreed to your terms, but you said just your friends, and Luffy is not your friend, so we're gonna fuck up Luffy. Oh, yeah. That would be something like that. That, uh, uh, plenty of interesting ideas. She just kind of ends up pissed off and changing her mind, I guess, but <laughs> I don't know, there's something to her making... Luffy like she gets mad at Luffy but they talk through a transponder snail again which is interesting and I was like why don't they just get in the same room and yell at each other and it's because I know that she would just kill him she would just start swinging <laughs> yeah I I also think the specifics were it was like after the wedding is was part of the specifics so she's gonna keep him locked up because she's wasn't gonna she's there's no way she's actually gonna honor it but I do think like especially because of information we find later on the off chance that, like, I don't know, if they weren't, like, they would just keep Luffy there so she could take care of him as soon as Sanji's out of the way. Like, 
Yeah. Saying that she'll let him go after the wedding is a uh, <laughs> something bad could happen at the wedding. That's true. I wonder if there's any plan for something bad to happen at the wedding. It's it's truly hard to say. Uh, may, I I feel like I was told it, but now my memory is foggy. <laughs> uh, so we go back to Luffy, and he seems to be beat. He's not fully unconscious yet, but uh, the big hat lady fucking tears Nami's clothes off and takes the Viva card away. At some point, she mentions that she got it from Lola, so people just start saying that Nami killed Lola, <laughs> which eventually gets its way to, to Big Mom uh, and doesn't pay off maybe the way you thought it would, or maybe it, the way it, you did think it would, because you <laughs> think the worst of her. But regardless, that gets weirdly put into the air, and they try and drag Luffy away, but he's clinging to the grass and then gets punched again until he's unconscious. And that's the cliffhanger for this one. And uh, 8.12 starts with San- uh, Sanji being sad about Luffy. Would you believe it? I thought he wanted to get married. Yeah, I don't know. If I, I don't know if it's in this scene or maybe later, but at some point Sanji says, the only way to get through this is to for- forgive me, Lord, I'm going back to the old me. And he just gets like hard eyes and like does <laughs> acts the way I guess you would expect him to act uh, with. Pudding. Yeah. <laughs> in any other circumstance. I don't know if it starts now, but it's basically his thread through all these episodes up until the end. And we go then to Luffy, who has been trapped with Nami inside of a book. So this is part of Montdor's power that he can put, I guess, anything living or otherwise just in a book. And it seems to create, I don't know if he writes the information in or if it Part of if it's part of the power, I don't know. I can't read the Japanese to know what the book says anyway. But it does say Monkey D. Luffy and his bounty and Nami in there as well on the on the other page. But it's like he's inside of a a hollowed out sort of book jail cell inside of a giant book. Later we'll see that this is how Big Mom collects all of her extravagant creatures. But for now, it's just Luffy and Nami in this one. This is where we see them for a while, for it, this whole chunk, basically. Yeah. Uh, the furries are still in the mirror fighting their duplicates. Chopper has a secret plan, and then they seem to get caught. So we'll see how that goes later. <laughs> now for the real star of this section, Brooke. He is using his ghost power to spy in on the big treasure room where the poneglyphs are hidden. There are two regular poneglyphs, which, as far as I know, don't matter. And then there's the red poneglyph, the road poneglyph that Brooke is here for, specifically because all four of those are how you find uh, the end of the Grand Line. And Brooke is spying in on this room where Tamago is explaining all of the things that we know, but reminding the viewer about um, why these poneglyphs are important. And I take it back, here's actually the most important character in this chunk. We are introduced to another sweet general, one of the two still standing smoothie who is incredibly tall, very long legs. <laughs> she sure and is. And her power, her power is to juice anything she touches, including people. <laughs> so she picks up, she picks up a woman and wrings her out like a cloth to give herself something to drink. Oh, I wish that was me. I'm surprised Brooke doesn't <laughs> say, I'm surprised Brooke doesn't say, I wish that was me, but I have no, nothing to juice. I'm, I'm dry <laughs> as bone. No... I have no juices. <laughs> I have no fluids. <laughs> I, w- I want my big girlfriend to, r- to ring me out, but I have no juices. Oh, don't. <laughs> if I had a nickel. <laughs> uh, 
Um, but yes, this is smoothie. She, I already kind of mentioned before that she doesn't get a ton to do. Also, I think you already know from osmosis that Katakuri is kind of the biggest deal of this arc. But regardless, it, her showing up pretty immediately and not even really being that much of an adversary to either Pedro or Brooke uh, by circumstance. I, I imagine in her own way, she is stronger than Cracker and whoever the fourth general was. But by circumstance, she ends up being just kind of on the sidelines for a lot of things. And I find her introduction almost immediately after Cracker is defeated interesting. <laughs> but anyways, Tamago's like, yeah, we need to be extra careful protecting these Poneglyphs because we know Pedro's here. Brooke, in a ghost mode, hears all this, reports back to Pedro, and they kind of reiterate that it's very important that Luffy get a copy of this Poneglyph, and this is the best chance. They're not going to get another chance like this. They must capitalize on it. And Brooke says, after like several beats of silence, Brooke's like, are you willing to be the bait since they're going after you, Pedro? And he's like, I was already planning on it. <laughs> Two guys who are just very dedicated to giving their life for Luffy. Uh, for Brooke, we know why. For Pedro, it's a little murkier, even though he ex he explains it in this section, but it is still yeah. interesting that he is introduced in Zoe and then becomes one of the most vital parts of this arc instantly. <laughs> Even more fascinating that I think it works, and I like his character quite a bit. It is. It's really good. Yeah, I'm glad that you're liking it too, because I'm like, I might be biased because I've seen it already. <laughs> but he has history with Tamago anyway, we'll learn. I guess we already probably knew. We knew he had history here, but he's going to go be bait. Uh, we go back to the mirror world where Brulee is going to cook carrot. She's tied up, and she's going to be put in the broth. Oh, no! Uh-oh. Chopper is also tied up with chains, but he thinks about his plan to escape. He doesn't think all of it right away, because then we would know it. But he thinks, <laughs> most importantly, that he made sure to get tied up while in JoJo mode. So that way he can just be free if he goes back to <laughs> being small. Which is very funny. I love that that's just... Of course he can do that. Yeah. But Big Mom... We check in on her, and she's taking the Vinsmoke family into her library of fucked up things. The official name. Yes, no, yeah. Uh, <laughs> big sign on their library of fucked up things. Big, big mom specialty. Because of Montor's power to put things in books, she takes advantage of that with any bizarre thing she finds and wants to have because she values diversity in a fucked up way. She's like, that's weird. I want, and that, there's only one of that, so it should belong to me which is she shows off some of the things in her book uh the kai there's like a griffin one of the things she says came from impel down uh which the, is interesting uh, manticore thing the manticore yes and she mentioned something from punk has it i don't remember she flips through it at one point there's a page where she's like this is just a guy this is just a long-armed guy. And he's like, please, God, help me. And she turns the page, and there he goes. <laughs> uh, like Luffy and Nami, they're just, like, nailed in there. Maybe not crucified the same way Luffy is. Luffy's not crucified, but it is, like, through his hands. The nail is through his hands, even if they're not, like, Christ-posed. Or else he wouldn't be able to do the dumb shit he tries to do to get out of it. All the Vince Smokes are here, except for Shan Sanji, I should specify. Um, Judge asks... You know, you got one of everybody here, but why haven't I seen any giants? And she's visibly upset. Yeah, that's really weird. 
<laughs> she deflects and is like, oh, you must have just not seen one yet. But it's very clear that she's upset <laughs> and does not want to acknowledge the question of no giants at Whole Cake. I really want to know why. So that's something to think about. Yeah, I don't know. Someone runs in to report to Big Mom that uh, Luffy and Nami are caught, but he gets nervous because he sees all the uh, vent smokes, and he's like, they're so cool in real life. <laughs> she goes to talk to Luffy, but not directly. It's still through a snail. I don't know why. Um, the sense of place is better in this arc than Dressrosa, but I actually, I still am just like, okay, are th- I guess they're in the same castle, but she doesn't go where Luffy goes. She just goes and talks to a snail for whatever reason. I, I do I do like this, like, that they're not, like, talking in person at all, because it, it makes whenever they'll, like, confront each other a bigger deal whenever it happens. Yes, that that is true, and it is, again, like, because Luffy pisses her off so well, <laughs> there's no way that they meet and don't fight. So there's, like, there's that reason I think it has to not happen yet either. The way Luffy talks to her, like, she would just pummel him in the uh in the in the jail cell yeah um but i think that's basically the end of the episode is uh the snail being brought to luffy and he's on page 55 i remember noticing too which is i guess go go or um because it's his uh oh yeah his coliseum number was like five five something too Mm, yeah that that would make sense because Go is five and Gomu. Yeah. Also, it's his birthday, right? Five five. It is. <laughs> it all it all connects. Um. But yes, uh, the snail is brought in by Perro Sparrow as well, the Candy Man, who we've seen once before. <laughs> I don't like him. Hate him. I do not like him at all. <laughs> he's effective at being an annoying bad guy, but um, he's, he's a he's a fucked up clown. There's a lot of fucked up clowns under Big Mom for some reason. That's true. I miss Caesar. Where's Caesar? <laughs> he's off being an. A, a different kind of fucked up clown. <laughs> yeah. Where's the fucked up clown from Strong World that farts man every step he takes? Where's Buggy? <laughs> yeah, bu- Buggy could beat Big Mom. Probably. Buggy has a cool power. <laughs> is Buggy's power, if he awakened it, is it just Law's power? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. We'll have to circle back on that one day. Anyways, 813 though. Uh, Big Mom says she's so she's talking to luffy now through the snail phone she's like if you just give up on sanji wait till he's married uh i'll let you leave alive i'll let you all of you just fucking go because you're not going to stop the wedding and luffy's of course not having any of this but she mentions that they picked a fight like she's like she's like i don't i didn't forget that you picked a fight with me and ate all my candy at fishman island and she also mentions that when she was given all of that treasure that Luffy, Luffy gave it all all to her in exchange for the candy he ate, so that way that the people of Fishman Island were not penalized, she was, she reports that the tomate box were in there. Do you <sighs> remember yeah. this? I sure do. <laughs> As soon as she said that, I was like, oh no, uh-oh. <laughs> I don't know... Because it hasn't been that long since we did Fishman Island, and I know that we been about a year drew attention to it, both that, you know, oh, Big Mom is getting this thing, like, this is Big Mom set up, and we're going to talk about Whole Cake in a year. Um, I don't know how many people are like, what the fuck is that, when this actually happened <laughs> in the manga or the anime, but for us, yeah, yes, we're considerably like... Considerably more time then. Yeah. For us, we're like, oh, there's a bomb in there, because it was yeah. a whole deal. 
that yeah. they were like, oh no, we gave Luffy the bomb. And and then, <laughs> oh no, Luffy gave the bomb to Big Mom. <laughs> I don't remember who knows that. Does Do any of the Straw Hats know that? The Straw Hats don't know, if I remember correctly. <laughs> All the guards, after they left with it, were... Because it's like the uh, Fishman royalty guards were like, hey, yeah. uh, we've put like bombs and stuff in that. And I think someone else was like, just don't fucking say anything. Like, <laughs> Yeah, because originally what was in it was the hormone stuff that yeah. the Hody used. So it's just this weird, like, yeah, Chekhov's bomb that <laughs> was set up 300 episodes ago. Um, or I guess 400 episodes ago. Uh, no, um, other direction, 200 episodes ago. So, to celebrate her acquisition of the tomate box, she's going to open it at, at the wedding, like a, uh, like a big present. That's gonna, that's a, just, that's just gonna hover in your mind now. <laughs> for the rest of, the, well, not the rest of the arc, because the wedding will happen, but until then. <laughs> yep. And no one knows. But, but there's other things in the wedding that are happening that would get there's in like the way five of that triple causing crosses. problems. There's so much stuff waiting to happen at that wedding that, like, assuming it all went off, like, what would she do when that happened? Like, let's say everyone accomplished their, like, all of her plans went right, and then she opens it, she'd just be, like, pissed. Like, ah, fuck. <laughs> they got me. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, and, like... There's so many like there's we're still not done setting up people having plans for the wedding. <laughs> we get to maybe the biggest thing here uh, by the end of this. But for for now, the tomate box is just this weird thing that like, oh, well, that's there. That's going to be present. And nobody knows. Neither the straw hats or <laughs> anyone who is present will know. Uh, Luffy goes on to say, like, where's pudding? She's my friend. Let me talk to her. And. I, I don't remember if Big Mom laughs or if anyone laughs. I know Nami's like, don't bring her into this because they don't want to get putting in trouble if the, if she is still an ally. Yeah. Spoilers, she's not. Uh, and then Big Mom kind of pivots to ask Nami about Lola. She's like, did you kill her? Did you kill my daughter, Lola? And she's, did you take that Viva card from her? And she's like, no, we, she gave it to me as token of our friendship because we are friends. And that's more upsetting to Big Mom. And she gets so mad that all of her kids are shocked, which I think is a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Because she wishes Lola was dead because she turned down an arranged marriage and ran away. And we get all the flashbacks. The most important to... one. Which yeah. She, she, now she I want to know that, who. Uh, me too. She says that if she, Lola had done it and she had gotten the power from that marriage, that she would be king of the pirates by now. Because she mentions all these people she would have beaten, which means it couldn't have been them. <laughs> yeah. At first, when she says, like, oh, just go marry Kaido. <laughs> it was, it was, uh, it would have been uh, Kobe, and she would have got married <laughs> into the Marines. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? I do remember now. I looked it up. I read the name, and it all came back to me. Oh no! <laughs> uh, I, some my my two brain cells were like, "Oh, we got it. We're connecting the dots." But yes, it would have been very important, and she would have beaten all of these people. Uh, I don't remember if she says it must have been before the time skip, because obviously Lola was at Thriller Bark. It's interesting that I, she mentions that she would have beaten Blackbeard, but but anyways. Uh, yeah, she's fucking pissed at Lola. 
uh, and wants her dead, and she's she wants to get where she is out of Nami, which I don't think Nami knows. I don't know where she is. She's no. not still a thriller bark, is she? I can't imagine. I don't remember her saying where she was going. Whatever the one piece equivalent is to Las Vegas, she can get married, I guess. But that that's another thread here that she's mad at Lola and is trying to get information out of Nami about her so she can get revenge, I guess. <laughs> uh, but Luffy goes basically says like, fuck off. This is a boring story. She didn't get married and you're not king of the pirates. It's not that big a deal. <laughs> that pisses her off more. And uh, yeah, again. It's good that they're through the uh, through the phone because uh, otherwise this would have been bad or worse anyway. And let's see, we go back to the treasure room plot. Uh, Pedro is sort of sneaking around in the shadows and picking off people one by one, and eventually he gets like noticed, so he just starts fighting out out in the open and tries to blow the door down to the treasure room, but can't. And Smoothie on the inside says, "Just open it." Let's just go out there and find him. Seems like a better idea. So they do that and chase him out there. We'll check in more on it later. We check on Sanji, who's trying to be happy. That's it. He's trying to be all hard eyes. He's like, why am I sad? I should be happy about this. I'm going wife mode. I'm going to wife city. (laughs) Why am I sad? Uh, We see Pudding is having conflicts with uh, her situation with her mom. Like uh, Some helper that she's with is like, Big Mom didn't approve of the dress you wanted, so make sure that you wear the one that she picked out. Also, here's all these other plans for after the wedding. And she seems, like, unhappy about this, conflicted. She has a flashback to Lola leaving and saying, she's not going to kill me. (laughs) She's not going to do this. We're family. I'm curious what you think about this with Pudding now that you see the rest of it. Um, this part is weird from Pudding's perspective because, like, this this is all he put here to confuse the viewer, it feels like. It's either that or I, I get the feeling that she thinks she's I wouldn't like say that, but... bigger and betterer than Big Mom. Like she has more potential or something. But like it feels weird what it seems like she's in on plans anyway. I guess so that like the random maid doesn't like know about it or something. But the thing that I was really confused by was I guess Lola just had no idea that what she was doing was bad. (laughs) Especially when she's like, you have my mom's fever card in case you run into any trouble. She'll help you out. (laughs) Yeah, it is kind of hard to imagine, like, the, like, perspective of Lola that her mom's not this terrible person. (laughs) Whereas, you know, spoilers for this chunk of episode will learn that Pudding's, you know, in on it. She's... Not really, it's all a trick for, for Sanji. But that's the thing, is this scene, I don't know who she's performing for. She she doesn't say anything. She just seems kind of down that uh, she doesn't have any agency, even in the plot, to to have a fake, a fake wedding and kill Sanji. So yeah, it's, a, it's interesting um, to circle back around on that scene after knowing. She contains multitudes, maybe. Who could say? But regardless... That's it for now. It does feel like maybe leading you more to not expect Pudding could do anything by uh, villainous. I don't know. I don't know why I would suspect that. She's just a normal two-eyed pretty pretty girl. That's true. Yeah. With two she eyes. She, she has a completely heroic number of eyes. <laughs> Nothing villainous. So Big Mom hangs up on Luffy. 
on this, this snail phone. And uh, the team here, Mont Dor and Opera and these other people, learn about the treasure room break-in. They don't seem to care. They're just like, whatever. That's not our, like, smoothies there. I don't know why they learn about it at all. But uh, Big Mom starts singing in her room a big song about the wedding cake and the wedding because nothing's gonna ruin her plans and then she gets uh, uh then she gets told about the treasure room being broken into and she's like those motherfuckers are coming for my tomate box so she's <laughs> gonna go that's not and that's not true uh but she's gonna go stop it herself we'll find out okay so so, so hold on i just had an epiphany about uh what if the box was uh had the stuff that originally had in it I don't know for sure if she if Big Mom can just like absorb the life force into herself when she steals it from people, I think. Like it seems she gets hungry and goes crazy and like takes it from people. We don't know if it like sends her life. If it does, could she just like have infinite power by like stacking the hormone pills with other people's lives so she never grows old? That is a great <laughs> question. I don't know <laughs> I, Very I don't know for thought. sure. I just don't know for sure about the soul power extending her life. Mm. I wouldn't be shocked. I just don't know. I don't, I don't remember if they say that or don't say that or if it's true, but cause that's the thing is she just puts it into other stuff. I don't know how old she is. I'm going to look it up though. I think she probably she's like 60 something. Uh, 68. That's right. Yeah. Cause I'm pretty sure I said almost nice last time. Yeah. We just passed her birthday though. February 15. Guess how tall she is. <laughs> Uh, she's 400 centimeters. Double that, 880 centimeters. She's bigger than Whitebeard! 28 feet, 10 and a half inches. (laughs) Jesus Christ! Two different Japanese voice actors. Oh, because she showed up in Fishman Island and had a different voice from this arc (laughs) on. Had Had a spookier voice. Yeah, I'm guessing... They cast someone who could do the singing stuff, although it's not like that. It's not like Brooke. Oh, also the other thing I was thinking of, uh, whenever like her name, when her, her name came up at some, like Linlin, part of it came up at some point in yeah. here. My my brain's like that's close to Lillin because I just <laughs> rewatched oh, yeah. 3.0. I was like, huh? Yeah, that'd be fucked. That's true. Up. <laughs> Would be fucked up. You got that and uh, you. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so she's going to go to the treasure room, and, um, yeah, we see Pedro leading the guards on a wild goose chase so Brooke can move in, uh, himself. That leads us right into 814. More of Pedro doing that. Tamago can tell he's being bait. He's like, there's only one of them. Where's the skeleton? Uh, why isn't he going for the Poneglyph himself, Pedro? And so they're trying to get, they're trying to lead Pedro to... An indoor garden. We've seen it before. It's where the lunch happened with Jerma uh, and the singing tea. Uh, and they're trying to close the treasure room door before anyone else gets in there. And Brooke just barely does. And uh, they kind of point out, this guy's a skeleton. He's weird. He belongs in Big Mom's special collection. <laughs> uh, and Brooke starts fighting people here. Smoothie is locked outside the door and just kind of stays there for now. Because they can't get in. Like, they... Uh, the the door is too well designed. Smoothie can't break it down either. <laughs> she can't juice a door. I guess not. You wouldn't juice a door. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't steal a DVD. <laughs> you wouldn't uh, make a, a printer copy, a Xerox copy of a Poneglyph. <laughs> Anti-piracy One Piece ads. Can you imagine? <laughs> 
Oh, well, I know, like, One Piece piracy is one of the big ones they actually crack down on in Japan. I believe it, because like, it's, like, the mo- one of the most popular AP. Like, anytime I, I've seen stuff about, like, piracy busts, it's about, like, uh, pirating uh, either the manga or the anime. <laughs> That's funny. But really popular. It's gotta be the, a lot of money in that. That's just very funny to me, because it's like, well, I feel like it's, you should promote it. I feel like a show about pirates should be encouraging you to steal it. Yeah. I steal our podcast, frankly. <laughs> I mean, it's already free. Yeah, I know. Steal our bonus episodes. I don't care. I would be honored that people want to listen to it bad enough. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, Brooke, I don't remember where he learned this from, but Brooke knows that these guys are driven by soul power. And he's like, I can fuck with that specifically. <laughs> I'm the guy for that. So he tunes his guitar and does his soul rock, soul jam. Goes into soul king mode where he makes uh, his ghost stand appear <laughs> and uh, <laughs> messes, kind of just knocks the life out of these chess soldiers. We cut between that. Sanji is trying to get some flowers for pudding. Uh, we we check back in on the mirror world plot. The So Chopper sort of thinks about how the carrot that's tied up is not really carrot. It's one of the duplicate ones from the mirrors. It's just a frog. Chopper's like, I do feel bad for that frog. But the real carrot is hiding in the ceiling. Doing voice. Doing voice acting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no, don't, don't uh, boil me or whatever. And you'd start to hear <laughs> ribbits every now and then, too. Uh, I'm glad I that Bruce something like this was a part of their plan, too. Yeah. I figured it was something. I didn't remember. But I was just like, well... I'm sure it's fine because Chopper can just go tiny and then go monster mode, which is uh, yep. what happens. Yep. Right before the yeah, right before they put the frog carrot in the broth, she throws a rock at Randolph and knocks him out for a second. And ultimately, she jumps down, and pushes the broth over to like I don't know, give Brulee third degree burns. Uh, and then Chopper escapes, goes monster point, and we kind of just cut away to the house comically going back and forth as houses and cartoons do when there is mayhem within. And uh, I mean, that must be a pretty big house. I didn't look like the room would fit Monster Point Chopper, but it does, I guess. Uh, Then we see Pudding visit Luffy in jail. And it takes like two episodes to actually get the payoff for this scene. Yeah. (laughs) But she goes and she starts crying and she apologizes that they got hurt and that she could not meet them at the shore. And they're like, no, we understand, blah, 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 blah. What's up, Asanji? I'm so happy that Sanji proposed to me. And I think that's just the cliffhanger for this one, is like her saying that, and uh, we yeah. see him getting getting flowers for her. Uh, but swing right into the next episode, 8.15, she says all that again. Conversation starts over. But she says, but I'm not going to marry him. And this is why. Oh, whisper, whisper, whisper. And then she leaves. And they start screaming the, at her. Yeah, And the cream guy is like, huh, I wonder why she's whispering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's confused. It's it, yeah, it's played pretty perfectly because between the tone of Luffy and Nami's like f- reaction and them yelling at her to come back and Opera, the cream guy, just kind of being confused why she would do this, it all kind of works that y- you can really wonder what she said. Like, you can either yeah. say sh- either she's sacrificing herself or the reality that she's going to shoot uh sanji so they're upset about it but no it's it's the right amount of vagueness and you don't even have to wait very long uh to get the answers to it because it's in uh 
817? Yeah. Yeah, 817. Uh, we're in, still in 815. Uh, speaking of the marriage that will definitely happen and people's plans afterwards, uh, the other Vinsmoke kids are discussing with Judge where Sanji will live after the wedding, and they're like, she's going to stay in Germa, or they're both going to stay in Germa because Pudding, that's why I said she, Pudding will um, be more or less a hostage in case, because they don't trust Big Mom at all. So they're just <laughs> going to... why. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they're like, oh, good, so Sanji will be around for us to beat the shit out of all the time. They're stoked on that. Also, Sanji wouldn't be a good hostage the other way around because they don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> more and more dogpiling on Sanji. Uh, speaking of Sanji, he is told by his little assistant man, who is an eggplant collector? <laughs> Hard to say. He's a little guy, uh, it kind of looks like he's wearing a sombro, and he just has like a ton of eggplants with him. If you told me Sanji gets an assistant obsessed with eggplants, I would assume a different obvious bit. <laughs> yeah. But this, this guy is just a little, little cool guy, and he likes to say eggplant which I like Nasu <laughs> don't get it, but, but it's okay. He's, he's chill. Sanji's not mean to him. <laughs> he's just like, no, thanks. Anyways, he learns that Luffy and Nami are caught up and he's like temporarily worried, but he's like, no, no, they'll be fine after the wedding. It's fine. He trusts big mom for some reason. And, uh, he's like, I'm just going to keep, he gets groceries from eggplant man and cooks for pudding and, we cut away from that for now. The carrot fight continues. Carrot and Chopper, she electrocutes the broth that's everywhere. Chopper picks up the gator and swings him like a bat. And the cannon man, Diesel, tries to run away, but Carrot's too fast. She catches him, runs him into a wall, and then starts using him to uh, get around the mirror world. We'll see next time we check in. Uh, Brooke is still rocking out, still ripping souls from chess people. And then he's done. He finishes and he's like, all right, now to actually fight the real people <laughs> who are not soul operated chess soldiers. And uh, Brooke wins. I mean, he just kind of wins these fights pretty easily. And he's time to it's time for him to go up and get that poneglyph. And as he's doing that, a big mom comes in here, breaks down the door. And that's uh, a confrontation that we'll see a little bit later. Big Mom versus Brooke. Who do you think's gonna win? Unfortunately, it's really sad. I realize. Uh, I mean, Brooke's already dead, but Big Mom has the the ability that could conceivably like take him out for good. Like everyone else would leave him to like an eternity of misery. They're, I mean, they're perfectly matched. But she can like take his his soul energy. And that's terrifying. But it is, yeah. They are very interestingly matched. And also, she's obsessed with weird shit. So, there's that, too. And I don't know if you know this. Brooke's kind of weird. <laughs> He's a skeleton. I, I had... Thank God she didn't meet Frankie. <laughs> oh, no. She'd really like Frankie. Yeah. But who wouldn't? I mean, yeah. I mean, girls. Uh, is that, that's the thing. Is does Big Mom... Which, which side of that is she on? <laughs> Everyone knows moms aren't girls. Sure. I don't know what that's <laughs> supposed to mean. <laughs> <laughs> a thing like a dumb kid thought <laughs> like there's a difference between girls and my mom okay fair enough <laughs> uh oh reiju right we check on her for some reason i don't know why she's sneaking around the chateau but she is like earlier when they were like all right we gotta we gotta keep putting hostage while we get what we want 
hey, where's Raju? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I just don't know what she is planning on gaining from sneaking around, but what she gains the bullet in the leg. <laughs> I just kind of figured she's off to like visit Sanji and take care of him. Maybe. Yeah, that's the thing. She's the one that kind of gives a shit a little bit more, but <laughs> she is in uh, a garden, that, not the indoor garden, but the one that's outside the balcony outside of uh, uh, Pudding's room, or at least it looks the same. I'm assuming it's the same one. Um, yeah, she gets shot. We don't see who by. She makes a face like I guess she knows. And it didn't even register that it would have to be a special bullet until it's said later, but makes sense too. <laughs> it's funny because in that scene they say metal reinforced bodies. And I'm like, they are robots. <laughs> I yeah. knew it. <laughs> and another, elsewhere, Pedro is pushed into the indoor garden that we saw before and waiting for him is Tamago. They are going to start fighting now. Pedro, they're, they're both missing their left eye. Pedro lost 50 years of his life to Big Mom with her soul suck power. And they're like, it, Tamago's like, why would you come back here? Why would you do this? And Pedro's like, oh, I wasn't planning on leaving alive. I'm here to help Luffy. <laughs> Yeah, I know full well what the likelihood is here. <laughs> we then go back to Reiju, who is uh, collapsing in a hallway. And I think this is just when... I think in this scene, Pudding shows up and helps her. Or maybe we cut away and cut back again later. I didn't write down that Pudding helps her. Well, I'm not sure. But, I mean, if not now, then later. Pudding shows up and is like, Oh my god, what happened? Yeah, what's Big going on sister. <laughs> she calls her Big Sister. Big Sister Sama, at least in the subtitles. And uh, the episode ends with Luffy, like, trying to rip his hands off the wall, uh, like, twisting himself up doing it. And we move on to 816. Chopper and Carrot are searching for Sanji in the mirrors and terrorizing people in the process. Uh, the way they're doing it is that they have Brulee, like, tied up in a bag and are just kind of like, I guess by proximity of her, able to check the mirrors. And they're using Diesel as, like, a chariot to drag them around the mirror world because it's, uh, big. So it's very funny. That's their little subplot for now. Yeah. I don't know what they plan to do when they find Sanji. I don't know if they're planning on jumping out and helping him or what. For now, they're just, I guess they'll be where they need to be when the time comes. Yeah, so Luffy now is just like, yeah, I don't need my hands. I'll just break them off. I refuse to die here. That's the thing is, he's now angrier than he was before because he's like i'm not gonna see as that's what he says he's like i'm not someone who's going to die here which is not necessarily the situation he thought he was in a second ago or i don't know maybe he did uh you can't trust big mom regardless put it yeah pudding finds reju i guess maybe it's this scene and brooke confronts big mom they're gonna fight he's he's a tiny he's not tiny he's like an eight foot tall skeleton but he's tiny next to her and she readies her son she readies her cloud and also her hat gets mean, and uh, they're gearing up to fight. We don't see it yet, because uh, we go to the Tamago-Pedro fight, which looks cool. I, I like the I like these fights. I don't remember seeing that her hat was alive. Maybe I just forgot. And <laughs> but I was like, oh no. I, also it's, talked, it's talked a few times. Uh, this is the first time we see it. We haven't even seen it yet, as far as we've recapped. But uh, this, this, uh, this chunk... It's the first time we see it do anything, which is, uh, I think it's very funny the way that it reveals it out of nowhere. It's like, oh, cool. Of course she has one more thing. <laughs> yeah. Columbo voice. And one more thing. <laughs> I see that your hat is also a sword. Uh, Tamago Pedro fight. I like this fight. 
I think it does a pretty good job with sort of revealing its relevancy while not I don't feel like it's shoehorning an extra plot. I'm just like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, I care about it cuz we we've heard a little bit of Pedro's backstory talk as they were coming into a uh, whole cake. Um but we get some flashback scenes. He was here with Zeppo, who I have to imagine is Beppo's brother, but he also <laughs> looks like what if Beppo had Laws hair and facial hair? I don't know what you're talking about. If you ask me, they're they probably never even met. Well, you don't think, you don't think <laughs> Zeppo the polar bear and Beppo the polar bear have anything to do with each other? No, absolutely not. Do you think Beppo <laughs> is drawn to Law because he looks like Zeppo? Oh, maybe. That's a good point. They have <laughs> the same hair. They look the same. Yeah, Zeppo very little uh information on him, but same voice actor as Beppo. Oh, it does say who was Beppo's older brother. <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder when they confirm it. Oh, it says SBS. I mean, they're, of course, it's not a secret. Look at him. His name is Zeppo. <laughs> Baron Zeppelli. <laughs> Wait, now you tell me Caesar's related to, to, to Zeppelli? <laughs> Even though that, that one specifically says, yes, he killed my dad. Uh, But yes, Zeppo, spoilers, does not make it through the flashbacks i mean introduced because petra's like i'm fighting to avenge a dead friend cut back to him hanging out with someone who's clearly beppo's brother in the flashback he takes out tamago's eye protecting the treasure room uh or well tamago's protecting the treasure room big mom shows up we cut to uh the roulette wheel also peckham's is in these flashbacks he's like a bo- like he he's in big mom's crew and doesn't want his friends who are minks to get hurt so that's Peckham's presence in these scenes. Yeah, so Zeppo spends the roulette wheel, has to lose a hundred years of life. So he gets his soul sucked, and she's like, that was only 30. So Pedro, you gotta give me the other 70. And uh, we cut back to the current fight. We go back and forth a couple times. Peckham's in the flashback is begging them, begging Big Mom, please, please, uh, they're my friends. And she's like, all right, fine, I'll cut it from 70 to 60. Because you still fucking piss me off. And then uh, Pedro's like, okay, but what about this? And he pulls his own eye out to match Tamago's. It is a symbol of, I don't know, perseverance, honor. And she's like, okay, now it's just 50. <laughs> still takes 50 years of his life. And in the present, Pedro says he is here using what's left of his life. Uh, to pay off a debt to the Straw Hats, who saved Zoe. And he rushes at Tamago and splits him like the egg he is. The yolk and comes egg out. comes out. Egg come out. Why egg does egg come, come out of him? Egg come out of him in the shell. What a fucked up power Tamago has. That's the, we don't see him again in these next two episodes, but... Spoil, I mean, that fight's not done. Uh, spoiler. But egg do come out. <laughs> it's fucked up. Did he eat the egg, egg fruit? Now he's an egg man. Yeah, and egg come out when he die. If you egg, it he, push you backwards. I thought he, if he egg his face, do it push you backwards or forwards. I don't know. Uh huh. <laughs> Two different directions because he's split in half. He's pushed up and down. <laughs> Two more episodes to talk about. Yeah, the Tamago stuff and the Pedro stuff is done for now. But eight seventeen. Luffy continues to rip his arms off or try. Sanji made too much food for pudding and he is like, well, time to surprise her anyway. 
and he goes to her room, but uh, uh, Pudding's door is alive, as some <laughs> doors just are here. It's like this big chocolate Beauty and the Beast th- situation. Yeah. She's like, no, she's busy, fuck off. <laughs> He's like, well, can you just give her this food and these flowers then? And she's like, mm, no, uh, fuck <laughs> Absolutely off. Absolutely not. So Sanji goes... Uh, walks away, lights up a cigarette, and then eventually decides, oh, she has a balcony. I'll go uh, around to her window. <laughs> Nothing bad could happen. No. He does that, and it's raining, and he's like, I might appear like a peeping Tom, but I guess it's not illegal. We'll be married tomorrow. <laughs> he goes by her window. He hears her laughing, and he's like, oh, well, she must be okay, feeling well enough to laugh. And he looks in, and what he sees is her reeling back laughing and revealing that she has a third eye what what <laughs> i mean we that's a thing we paid attention the first time she showed up in fishman island and that wasn't that long ago <laughs> and i drew enough attention to it that you remembered the name pudding and nitro's appearance uh, also i think is the other part of it uh because there's a lot of people in the discord who are like had no recollection of pudding being on screen <laughs> in, in fishman island which is fair I can't imagine anyone not doing me, not me doing this podcast, really noticing it. Uh, the only reason I really remember is because he made a tweet with a picture of Pudding with the Goop guy. and said, Yeah, podcaster and e-girl GF. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ni- yeah, Nitro also is, I mean, literally a gamer <laughs> as well. He's Discord Nitro. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, so... I don't know what your thoughts were with Pudding because you remembered that she had a third eye and obviously clearly has not shown it up until now. I don't know what that lingered in your brain as, but the reveal here is that that is connected to her trickery in some way uh, because surprise, she has three eyes. Yeah. And she is also doing trickery. She is in on plans with Big Mom and her plan is she's she's been acting this whole time. She wouldn't love a lowly pirate like Sanji, a complete utter failure, low life like that, like him. And we flash back to what she whispered to Luffy in the jail cell, which is, "I'm not gonna marry him because I'm gonna shoot him with a gun." And that's it. That's her plan. Um, she lays out. So she has Reiju in her room with her. This is what Sanji's eavesdropping on because she shot Reiju with special bullets that go through the. The special Vince Smoke, I don't know, skin. Yeah, she she lays out the plan is that right, you know, at that moment in the wedding, she's going to shoot Shanji, and then they're going to also gang up and shoot all of the Vince Smokes and wipe them all out. Reiju's just bleeding out, listening to all this. Doesn't say anything. Doesn't even really look at her. It's like she tries to look away. She makes notes like, be careful not to get any blood on the cake, because then Big Mom would get pissed. You do not want to fuck with her wedding cake. Uh, yeah, mentions the bullets, and then uh, the the rest of this episode is kind of her like recounting how pathetic Sanji's proposal was and mocking him, and he's just outside listening to it, uh, looking sad, very sad, trying to light a cigarette, but it's it's raining too hard. He can't light a cigarette. He what's the name of this episode? It's like moist cigarette or something. Yeah, it's a very arty name for uh, <laughs> Shonen Show, I think. Yeah, works really it's, yeah, well. It's, it's yeah, it's a neat little phrase. Isn't just she was lying the whole time. The reveal of Sanji. <laughs> it's moist cigarette the night before Sanji's wedding. Yeah, it's because uh, you know 
it, it's representative of how Sanji is feeling right now. He has no spark inside of him. He he can't. The the flame ah, cannot so be true. lit. So true. Because so here he's realizing that uh, every, the only people who ever really cared about them are the Straw Hats. Everyone around him just wants to use him for something or just kill him, right? Yeah, use him and then kill him. Yeah. I mean, what's, yeah, your two options are be used and killed or be used and then uh, have the shit kicked out of you every day. <laughs> <laughs> or else we'll kill your, your good dad and blow up your hands. Don't even get me started on your friends. <laughs> I think Luffy and Zoro could beat up all of the Vinsmoke family. You think so? I, I do think so. I think I think Frankie would get along with them. That's the problem. <laughs> I I that'd be the best part, you know, is because even they'd go, "Wow, cool robot!" to <laughs> to yeah. Frankie and and uh, I want that kick because because everyone would have then we'd get it with rage. You just be like, I don't get it. Yeah, I wonder <laughs> if Frankie has read the comic before. Obviously, it's never come up. But I do wonder, like, I wonder if he, I don't know, there might be a direct, there might be an answer to that by now, but I don't know. Uh, one more episode to discuss in this episode here. It seems like I was mostly right about this uh, moving a little quicker. 818, Pudding reveals her devil fruit power, and it is how this plan is going to stay safe. Because obviously she's been here explaining the whole thing to Reiju. She doesn't know Sanji's eavesdropping. He's probably gone into, like, shock or something by now, anyway. Just shutting down entirely. But here's, she, uh, her power, uh, to make sure Reiju doesn't ruin any of the plan. Because she has to, you know, be there and not tell anybody. Uh, she just kind of reaches her hand into Reiju's head. Ugh, and she can man. pull out memories and remove them and replace them like she's editing film. I, this is a JoJo power. This is, this is, is Heaven's Door mixed with King Crimson. Like, it's literally it that. <laughs> Every time you have described King's Crimson power, I have, like, you, you put it into words really well, but it makes me think of this power. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's something happening, but, like, removing it from yeah. anyone anyone's perception. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, so she just pulls out a film reel from Reiju's head. <laughs> Takes a big pair of scissors to it, removes uh, her getting sh shot, like seeing Pudding Shooter and being told all this and replaces it with someone else's memory of being shot. So she thinks that a chess soldier did it <laughs> and puts it back in. So that's fucked up. <laughs> it's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, it is. She just fucking like sticks her hand right into her head. It's all like goopy and weird. Yeah, no, some weird visuals that come with it. And it makes me wonder: is like the third eye just like apart from her dad, or is it like somehow related to the power? I don't know. It's not. I don't think it's really. It's not related to the power at all. I don't know. I miss. I mean, I guess it must be from the dad. Uh, yeah. So that's a fucked up thing. Um, you you did tweet a game show. Is this a JoJo stand power or is this a, a Charlotte pirate power? <laughs> a lot of these do feel that way. Yeah, the fucking book one feels like a JoJo power. <laughs> Send you into another fucked up dimension where you get beat up. The mirror yeah. one, I'm surprised, isn't a JoJo power, honestly. Yeah, it's, in, it's, it's uh, yeah, because it's all very, I would never really compare JoJo to Alice in Wonderland, but like all of these powers feel very Alice in Wonderland-y. And also feel standy. It's very interesting how that's happened. <laughs> so, I, which is interesting. I, I don't know. Maybe if I were to go back to part four or something now, I would say I would make that comparison. But maybe it's the darkness. 
or the, the 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 sort of graphic violence of JoJo that makes me think. Yeah, it's it's distinct. Whereas One Piece is never really that uh mature in its uh violence, even if it has fucked up concepts. Well, Luffy's doing to himself right now is pretty violent. That's I, that's the thing. It makes <laughs> it makes body horror, you know, age thirteen appropriate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. David Cronenberg directs One Piece, the live action movie. Yeah, <laughs> David Cronenberg's One Piece. I'd watch it. Wes Craven's One Piece. I'd also watch. Freddy does have big stretchy arms at one point. And the nightmare before uh, Nightmare on the Street. Do you do you know how they did that effect? They they made they they made really big arms. He was just he just was like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Robert Englund can just do that. They they had people like right off camera with fishing lines to hold the arms up. Oh, that's cool. I mean, yeah, that movie like doesn't like shows that it has a pretty low budget. Um, even that that's kind of why I like it so much, is that it still manages to pull off a lot of fucked up shit. Yeah! Uh, Johnny Depp being sucked into a bed and liquefied's pretty cool. Uh, anyways, great movie. What else happens in this episode? Pudding his power, Sanji's sad, yada yada yada, let's, let's wrap up some other threads real quick. Brooke is trying to fight Big Mom, he's got no fucking champs. Uh, he tries to play music to affect the cloud and the sun and whatnot, but it doesn't work. They don't really explain it. It seems like it's going to, but then it doesn't. It seems like they're just pretending to be uh, messed with. I guess because they're just so closely connected is the idea. Maybe they probably say it directly later, and I'm, I could be misremembering it, but I wasn't shocked that these three he couldn't affect because they're always fucking glued to her side. She doesn't work, and they're like, haha, owned. And she's like, I'm going to collect you. Because you're a funky little skeleton man. So they shock him to the bone. He gets burned to the bone. They're fighting over, like, who's gonna finish him off without killing him. And he thinks this is an opening and he attacks. But it's not. Because the hat is also a sword. (laughs) The hat hops, her hat hops up, turns into a sword, like, slides out from... the, The shape of the captain's hat is like a hilt on a sword. It's pretty cool. And Brooke, you know, he's still dedicated. He's still, you know, he's like talking about like, no matter what, he's going to do this for Luffy, even if Sanji doesn't come back. And she's like, that's the worst case scenario to you is that Sanji doesn't come back. What if you die? Yeah, I like that line where he's like, it's like only a fool would factor in their own death as part of the plan. It's like, that's really cool. Like, (laughs) he's right. If If you're in the fucking new world and you're like, I could die. Never mind. You you don't shouldn't be there. <laughs> shouldn't be there. Yeah. Also, he's died once. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect opportunity for a skull joke, which is how you know he's serious. He didn't make a skull joke about. That's true. I'm already dead. Ha ha. He also hasn't asked to see her panties. <laughs> well, she's she's one of the uh, One Piece woman designs that I don't think uh, he's gonna yeah, do I that know. for. Unfortunately, <laughs> I also know that. Yeah. <laughs> It would be fun if he was, like, nondescript. He's just like, sure, Big Mom. <laughs> yeah. I think he should. Did he ask Pudding? Did he, I don't know if he met Pudding. Uh, I, think I don't he, think he was there. I think he said he he wanted to. I remember Nami getting mad at him. Okay. I, yeah, I don't recall. I'm so, He should have he uh, ruined his, um, like, hiding spot to ask Smoothie. <laughs> also, he doesn't really have to. She's not really wearing pants. No, she's wearing, like, I don't even know what she's wearing. Like a like a one piece, like a yeah, like a onesie. We found it. We found the one piece. 
speaking of weird shit, we cut now to carrot tickling Brulee. <laughs> I'm sure this made somebody happy out there. It was funny. It is. I mean, it is funny, but I like a torture reason. She's like tickling her until they uh, help her or whatever. Uh, anyways, they learned from this that they're able to talk to the mirrors. Like they can ask if they like <laughs> they ask if they've seen Luffy or Sanji, and they're like. Who's that? And they're like, fuck, you're right. One of them said they saw Sanji, funny enough, but Carrot says that this is her time to shine because she's good at drawing. I'm sure this is going to pay off as a punchline. <laughs> I don't remember, but I am pretty sure I know one piece. Immediately, well it's like, oh, fuck, she's going to draw the old mom poster. <laughs> yeah, it's like they just draws Duval. Someone in the Discord pointed out if it was interesting that Duval also had an iron mask because of Sanji's flashback. And I'm going to say I don't think it means anything. <laughs> but it is interesting to point out. It is. Oh, okay, yeah, this one more scene before we wrap up. Luffy is still trying to break his arms off. And Opera is like, hey, can... She, Nami's like trying to get him to stop. And Opera is like, hey, um, I'm supposed to get... I'm supposed to torture you and get you to tell me where Lola is, so I have this bow gun, and I'm gonna shoot arrows into you every five seconds until you tell me. And she's like, I'll just die! If you do that, I'll just die. And he's like, well, you should just tell me then. Or or else. And she's like, no. And then Luffy's like, hold on, I'm just gonna, five seconds, I'm gonna break my arms off and get out of here. And she's like, I don't want that either. And then they both, Opera and Luffy at the same time, yell at her to not be a baby. <laughs> I, I did, like, earlier when Luffy was like, you break your arms break your arms off too so we can get out of here. She's like, no, absolutely not. Yeah. It's very funny. It's weird because this is played by the horrifying and also is like comedy with Luffy trying to do this. Yeah. That's an, at, at like what? Uh the third episode of it happening, it's like yeah. kind of funny. The music changes too. So that's how you really know. But this episode ends. With someone coming in and saying, hi, Opera, hold this for a second. And then clocks him. <laughs> Punch, <laughs> punches Opera. I knew that was talked. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Opera gets punched across the room by my dad, <laughs> Jinbei. He's here. And he walks over and is like, hey, Luffy, do you want out of that cage? <laughs> or, and that's the very exciting cliffhanger is that Jinbei is here. I don't know if I doubt. I mean, he's in the opening. He's a straw hat. You weren't worried, <laughs> but it is kind of interesting that he like the last time he was on screen was the roulette wheel, and now he's here. Um, the roulette wheel, and then the last time he was mentioned was ah oh, that fucking baby wouldn't wouldn't take the punishment and back down. And that's where we're leaving it now. Is Jinbei's back? Hopefully, getting Luffy out of that jail cell. Learned about the pudding plot. There's a lot of plots. That's the thing. Is everyone wants to get over some shit on everybody else and let's just say there's some people in the opening that we haven't checked on in a while so there i mean we're not done setting up plots uh of of what's to come uh but that's it for now uh next time uh it seems like we'll get a little bit more of sanji's flashback and then uh moving on uh maybe luffy and sanji will make up who knows it's looks like it in the opening maybe sanji will just Say, no, never mind. I'm never hanging out with you again. <laughs> what are we covering next time? Let me double check. 819 to 827. As that'll be a good good chunk to do. Looking forward to that. Um, so we'll, we'll, you know, you always make correct predictions. So we'll ask you what your predictions are 
uh, here at the end of the episode, as we always do after the plugs, after we name off all the patrons' names. Uh, but first, we'll do our individual plugs. Jory, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me online at at no I'm Jory. I've got all the good tweets. That's where you can find like ninety nine percent of the good tweets on that platform is on my Twitter. True. You can you can find me on I don't know, I've been plugging Letterboxd. You can see my fucked up movies that I watch and you know, I'm gonna watch uh final Evangelion movie soon, so that'll be on there. It's true. I wonder if you'll. I mean, you'll probably like it. If if you use, I'll plug another logging website, not my Discogs, because then you'll like want to break into my house. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can uh my Annie list, which is where I track anime. You can see where I'm at on One Piece. I usually update it right when we're done recording. So uh-huh. probably easiest that way. I don't know. Being online is a constant pain and misery. True. So. Maybe someday I'll leave. I think that's what I'm working towards every day, is to log off. That's the real reason I needed One Piece to end. The closure will come from me not having to podcast anymore. <laughs> well, better write some letters to Oda. Yeah, Oda, wrap it up! <laughs> what if, like, Kingdom Hearts 4 just, like, drops and, like... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, pff, I'd be surprised if Dark Road's up by then. You can find me on Twitter at Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J-O, on another podcast called Got It Memorized, which, uh, as we're joking about, has covered Kingdom Hearts in the past, currently recovering Twin Peaks Season 2. Uh, we'll be back to Kingdom Hearts if there ever is any more, if uh, Dark Road does come out or anything else. But right now, Twin Peaks, uh, yakking it up, doing TV recap. And uh, I don't know, there's some good stuff in that season. There's some uh, bad stuff in that season. So uh, watch along with us if you'd like. What else do I plug? Also, Interstitial is still happening. Uh, let's see, this is our first episode of March. I'm getting into the Matrix stuff for real in uh, this chunk right Ooh. now, in the public feed of Interstitial. I uploaded Pidge and Miles Edgeworth into a computer, and they are on the infinite highway from the Matrix Reloaded, being chased by Mr. X from uh, Resident Evil 2 and Agent Smith, and uh, John Wick shows up. You can guess where the punchlines are. Or maybe you can't, because I always keep remembering that it's canon that Raphael and Ninja Turtle played Heavy Rain. So, if any of those words appeal to you, <laughs> go check out Interstitial, a crossover actual play podcast. I GM'd Season 3. Very proud of it. Um, soundtrack release will also be coming out uh, early April. So, if you like the music, you can get it. Uh, that's my plugs. Twitter, Interstitial. Got it memorized. You can also follow this show on Twitter at WeAreWatchingOP. You can support this show on Patreon at patreon.com slash WeAreWatchingOP. We're going to say the name of everybody who's currently backing us here in a minute. And by we, I mean me. Right now. Alive. Thank you to our patrons for the month of March. Adam B., Adam W., Andrew, Anton, Anxious Dust, Ashok, Becca, Ben, Brittany, Captain Moki, Chad, Clueless Wanderer, Connor, Damian, Deusequis, Eric V., Gage, Hayden, Heidi, Jay Harkins, Fooney, Jalen... James, Jamie Ziz, Joe D, Cat D, Cat F, Ken, Kyle, Lucas, Luke, Maddie, Mallory, Mark, with a C, Marcus, Martin, Matthew, Mick Foley, 299, Minty, Morgan, my buddy, Nick, Paulina, Peter, Phoenix, Ryu, Rashawn, Rim, Riley, Rodsters, Ryan, Savannah, Snowy Scale, Solomon, Stella, Stephen K, Stephen P, Tony, Trey, Vedaki, and Verdigree. Yep, I just did it all live just now. And if your name was mentioned, Cool. You probably already know in that case that we did our uh, we did a, we did an episode on the Foxy filler 
last month. A uh, little bonus. I don't know. Probably I haven't edited it yet. Actually, we're ahead. Um, I'm assuming it comes out to about an hour or less episode of uh, us talking about the filler episodes that happen to feature Foxy. They're not really driven by Foxy, the Spa Island ones. Um, and he's not in the last episode we discussed at all. But it was the only other time we would discuss it. So we got that up there. This month we'll be doing a commentary on Adventure of Nebulandia, a TV special that has Foxy on the poster. Seems to be centered about him, so we'll figure that out soon. And then, uh, looks like April will be doing episode of East Blue, which seems to be some reanimated recap stuff and, uh, uh, some other stuff, fun stuff on the horizon, episode of Sky Island, and, uh, you know, eventually Stampede, uh, something very unexciting. Uh, thank you everybody for supporting us on Patreon, listening, podcast reviews on iTunes, uh, Discord chatting, all that stuff. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. And that's it. That's all the stuff that we got to plug. So, Jory, uh, before we wrap it up, tell everybody what's definitely happening next time. Well, uh, what what J- Jim Bay's come in because he's got he's got some unfortunate news for Luffy and friends. He's letting them free. He's letting Luffy and Nami free. But it turns out there was a mix up on the wedding paperwork, and because of the wedding, Big Mom's crew is actually part of the Straw Hats now. And oh shit. <laughs> They're gonna oh, have shit. to learn to New settle fleet their dropped <laughs> their their differences between what's been going on recently, uh, so they can work together to beat Kaido. Because I assume that she'll just be on board with their next plans now, but they'll have a lot of like tension. But uh, she'll she'll change her hat to a straw hat as well to 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 show that she she definitely goes along with this uh thing that happened. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what we'll see next time. Uh, on the podcast, we are watching One Piece. That's the name of the show. And until next time, <laughs> to be continued. continued.